the old renaissance is the new renaissance standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction this is the harlem brewing company uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste a sound and a feeling that can only be described in one way harlem style so come and take a trip on the a train with our harlem sugar hill golden ale and our harlem renaissance whip beer the neighborhood original sponsored by harlem beer distributing north carolina for more information log on to their website at harlembeernc.com the greater raleigh sports alliance is proud to support the sixth box to row countdown to kick off and we're excited to welcome head coaches from area colleges and universities to the capital city we look forward to another fantastic season of hbcu football filled with great games rivalries pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. In 2022, Raleigh was named Sports Travel Best Host City. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. On December 27th, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. Let's keep things moving here on Box to Road, joined by a gentleman in his second season as the head football coach. At Morgan State, the Bears with a huge, huge victory last Saturday over nationally ranked Richmond. Going to be back on the road on Saturday against FBS opponent Akron. Damon Wilson, the head football coach of the Morgan State Bears, joins us here on Box to Row. Coach Wilson, uh, what's going on, man? Hey, everything's well. You know, we're just getting off the field. Had a good practice today uh, as we prepare for Richmond. Uh, But everything's moving in the right direction for sure. No doubt. Again, um, condolences on the loss of your your father. The funeral's going to be on uh, on Monday. For for you, is it, how is it, I don't want to say different, how is it handling the emotions of the loss of your father and, and, and still trying to, you know, coach this program? First of all, thank you. Um, it's, it's difficult, but the thing I have around a great support system uh, with regard to my family and my, my players and my coaches, you know, they've been here through the whole whole process with me. And, uh, you know, I had to miss a practice or two and I, the guys were in good hands. You know, when I returned back to practice after two days, you know, it's like we never missed a beat. Uh, so I have a lot of good people around me that are, are assisting uh, as we move this program forward. And uh, you know, the players have been showing a lot of love and support. Um, to myself and not just to me, to my 
to my family as well. So, you know, that, that really means a lot to me. Uh, it definitely will be difficult. My dad was my first coach. You know, he's the one that kind of got me into this whole deal. And uh, it would be difficult, but he prepared me uh, for this next step in life. You know, so, you know, I'm, I want to say I'm excited about this step, but I'm prepared for this step. And that's where we are. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure a wonderful man based upon you and, and your career and all the, I mean, not not just on the field stuff, the off the field stuff and the person, you know, certainly that you are. Um, uh, Richmond, I mean, I mean, every everybody's talk. I mean, when I say everybody, I don't just mean in HBCU. I mean, in FCS, you guys were presented uh, on Tuesday with the FCS, you know, the FCS um, team of the week award like this is a big deal your thoughts on the victory over Richmond not just on the field but what it means for the it has meant for the Morgan State program well like you said it's a big time win you know we went into their place their top 20 team and uh you know we're just Morgan State we're trying to figure it out trying to find our way and our guys played uh, played extremely well and uh I mean we 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 played disciplined football for four quarters uh we took advantage of opportunities that presented themselves uh, this is big. You know, this is big to step in the right direction. Uh, like I told the guys, hey, receiving accolades and awards early in the year are great. You know, we don't we don't want to uh, you know shortchange the importance of receiving those awards. However, we want to put ourselves in position to receive those awards in in, uh, uh, in December. You know, that's really when you when you're talking about championship caliber teams, you're talking about on the late fall, uh, early winter. And that's something that we want to focus on and to be in a position to uh, be in a conversation in, in November and December. Uh, but this this is big time. Like I said, being recognized as the uh, FCS uh, team of the week that's a major accomplishment, a major honor, and we're we're going in the right direction with this program, I believe. Yeah. Uh, how do you you know with that? Like, how do you temper temper that? Because I mean, again, this has been a program. I mean, you can go back to the 2014 season when when it was a five way tie. You know, mm-hmm. certainly in the MIAC and Morgan had the two of the three tiebreakers enabled uh, the Bears to go to the playoffs, but you know, and then there's been some, I mean, a and I think it was back-to-back seasons when a and was nationally ranked. Th- those were big wins as well. But how do you sort of calm everybody down, particularly the players, and, you know, prepare for Akron? It's, that's a great question, but it's funny you ask. It's something we talked about. You know, I told the guys that we were going to, uh, you know, we were going to be successful. Uh, we we're going to have an opportunity to uh, open some eyes. Those guys have, you know, kind of brought into that. But then our next step is how we handle success. You know, then you go to how you sustain success. So the, the good thing about it, I have a reference point. I've gone through this before. Uh, I've learned a lot from mistakes that I've made in the past uh, with regards to handling a team after success or, or, or a win. Uh, so I have a reference point. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching. We're talking to the guys about it. So right now we're at that place where we're back to neutral, how you handle success. That game was last Saturday. We have a major challenge ahead of us in Akron, and uh, we have to be prepared to play these guys on Saturday. A um, couple more thoughts with respect to Richmond and then res- I mean, respectfully and respecting what you're saying. Um, we're going to move on. Well, first thought is, can you, you know, all the wins you had at Bowie State, um, uh, you know, you you had so much success. I mean, is there is there a win there that sort of equates to this particular win? Uh, I thought about that. Uh, I want to say that West Alabama win. That was the first playoff win of the university at Bowie State University. And I think that that win really opened eyes uh, and allowed other conferences in Division II to recognize uh, that the CIAA plays good football. You know, so that win there, I think, is is kind of equal to um, this type of win just at another level. Uh, but for me, it, it holds the same type of importance. The only difference is that West Alabama win was in the playoffs. 
You know, so once again, you want to be able to be relevant in November and December. Uh, but yeah, that win there was pretty equal to the one uh, we just had uh, against Richmond. And then how were you able to kind of settle? You were in the staff able to settle the team down Richmond with possession, moved down the field, uh, scored, and but, but you were able to settle uh, the team down. And then your defense from that moment and that point after that touchdown was lights out throughout the rest of the game. I mean, you said we just had to settle down. There was nothing we had to do schematically uh, differently than that first drive. First drive, they they bullied us. They went we went right down the field, and then offensively, we came on the field and pretty much did the same thing. You know, we went right down the field and even the games up at seven seven. Uh, but after that point, both defenses of uh, both programs kind of took over. You know, then we had a, a field goal. They had a field goal. Then we end up kicking the field goal later, and 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 it had to go ahead and score after a big defensive play uh, late in the game. Uh, and, and, and we, we we talk about getting right back to neutral. You know, I don't care if something good, something bad happened, celebrate it, be be upset for a second, then get right back to neutral. And that's something we've been talking about from day one here. And I think the guy showed a, a great uh, example of that uh, this past Saturday. Damon Wilson, again, in his second season as the head football coach at Morgan State, he joins us here on Box to Row. Eric Hunter, I mean, Speak to the kind of player he is. If you look at the numbers from his first year to last year, uh, he made an improvement. Eleven, what eleven tackles in this game? A big, uh, big sack fumble uh, late that enabled you to score the go-ahead uh, touchdown. Speak to how good a player he is or can be. Big time player. Big time player. I mean, he's a guy that has a, a endless motor, but he also prepares. His our, our linebacker's office is right next to my office. He's always in our linebacker's coach's office, watching film, uh, break, and breaking down himself. He's uh he's a, he's really he's pretty tough on himself. He holds himself to a high standard. Uh, he has a, a tremendous amount of athletic ability. Uh, and he wants to be developed and wants to be coached. So he's taking great coaching from day one. Coach Brawley has done a good job uh, preparing him to play. And uh, he's a kid that I think is probably one of the best backers in FCS football. Uh, on the other side of the football, J.J. Davis, your thoughts on his uh, first game as a kid, you know, going back to his true freshman year, I believe, in 2019. You're like, man, this guy's going to be really, really good. Maybe didn't fit so whatever the case was at Norfolk is what it was. Um, but mm -hmm. your thoughts on his on his first game? Man, he, he did a great job for us. You know, he, he's uh, it's kind of backing up Jabril Johnson right now. Who Jabril, I mean, we have four running backs that probably either one of them could start. Uh, Jabril did a good job, but J.J. was a good change of pace uh, back for us. Uh, like I said, J.J. had a lot of success at, at Norfolk his freshman year, and uh, he graduated from Norfolk and decided to come here and join Coach Sherman, who's just coordinated there at Norfolk. And uh, so he's familiar with the system. He's a guy that we can move around, and uh, we're really excited about the things that he can do with the ball in his hands. Damon Wilson, the head football coach at Morgan State, joins us here on the program. Um, you know, sort of for you, I know you're preparing for Akron. It's the next next game. But I, I noticed on the conference call, on the MIAC conference call, you talked a little bit about the quarterback position. Um, it, maybe it's not settled at, at this point. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on the position and, and how it looks moving forward? Yeah, well, you, you, we, you know me. We've typically had one guy, and we'll, we'll run with that guy the whole year. This camp was pretty interesting, man. Uh, we had two guys really battling it out. And to be honest, we had to have a third and, um, and and Deuce, who was another guy that's played college ball. But we wanted to see Dominic Anthony. He was at ODU. He uh, did not play there, but he was there several years. So we wanted to get him some playing time and see how he does under the whistle. Uh, Carson Baker is a guy that knows the system. He's a year in the system now. 
Uh, so we told both of those guys they were going to play uh, in game one, and we're going with that same mindset, the same approach in the second game of the season. Uh, we're trying to kind of fill it out when we're in this non-conference schedule that we can go with the hot hand if if there is one, uh, you know, moving forward when we get in the conference play. So I mean, to your point, that's not something you've generally done. And boy, you've you've had a plethora. I mean, you had I, I remember forget what year you had a guy go down, guy step right in. I mean, it was just it was crazy the 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 riches that you had in terms of uh, of quarterback. Speak to how as a coach, sometime you you uh, search uh, situations dictate what happens, and sometimes you have to change your philosophy. Uh, indeed, and the good thing about it, both of the, well, all three of the guys have similar skill sets. So that helps us so we don't have to change anything schematically. And all three of those guys are really selfless players. They just want the team to be successful. At the end of the game, they, they all want to play, of course, but they, they understand if, if Carson's in there and he's handling his business, then, hey, they're going to support him. You know, and um, uh, Deuce did a great job on the sideline. Uh, that's uh, Antoine Taylor did a great job on the sideline communicating with the quarterbacks when they came out. You know, I basically we basically picked up another coach on the sideline uh, on the game this past Saturday because he was he was really involved with their um, uh, communication uh, once those guys came off the field on Saturday. Two last thoughts: You look at the Baltimore and Washington area. Uh, it's been basketball. I've been gone for a while, but when I was coming through, it was all about basketball. I mean, you got you have athletes, right? So you're going to have some good football players. It's all about basketball. Seems, however, that the football is starting to really matter a whole lot more. Um, your thoughts maybe on how uh, how football, particularly at the high school level, has grown in the in the uh, Baltimore and Washington area? I think this changed, like I said, it's changed probably over the last seven or eight years. Uh, at one time, you know, uh, the, the DMV, if you will, wasn't a heavily recruited area. Now you pretty much have everyone coming in our backyard to recruit. And I think, and to your point, the high school coaches, I think you get some better quality coaching. Uh, I think the, the guys are playing youth ball and all that good stuff throughout the year. That's helping uh, their skill set. Um, but we have different schools that we can go to now and feel pretty good about the guys that we can uh, recruit out of those uh, uh, high schools that give us a chance to be successful. But a lot of go, lot, a lot goes to the high school coaching and the preparation they're putting into it. Strength and conditioning has picked up in this area, and I think we're seeing, you know, seeing that in the student athletes once they leave high school. Last thought: uh, Akron coming off the loss to start the season to Temple, tough loss uh, for Akron. Your thoughts on some of the challenges that Akron presents? Team speed. Those guys are fast offensively, uh, up front defensively, physical defensive line. They bring give you a lot of different looks that you must be sound in your protection as well as your run game rules. Uh, so they're going to present several challenges for us. Uh, kicking game is the area that we have to, once again, be sound in. Uh, but if we come out and play uh, Morgan State football, we'll put give ourselves a chance to be successful. Damon Wilson, again, in his second season as the head football coach at Morgan State. The Bears coming off again, the victory uh, over Richmond. But on Saturday, going to be on the road again, taking on Akron. Coach Wilson, we appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Bears. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, brother. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram 
for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.